This week on the Iowa Watch Connection. The comment that I get frequently get from viewers that compliments me the most is that we can't determine which side you're on. And I say, well, thank you very much. That's, that's an achievement for me then. An Iowa journalism legend is retiring. I think he has a good feel for what people on Main Street think about how they think, and I think that's important. And we learn about how an iconic Iowa television program is made. But it's really educational and insightful to sit in on the planning meeting with these journalists, strategize on what topics we should be covering. Honoring Iowa's Dean Borg, our topic this week. The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein. He's practiced journalism in Iowa for parts of seven decades, ever since he graduated from Iowa State and completed military service in the 1950s. Along the way, Dean Borg has become synonymous with Iowa Public Television, primarily from his work over the past 45 years as host of the weekly Iowa Press program, but also as a commentator during sports broadcasts. He started in Eastern Iowa Radio and Television and has finished his distinguished career with the state's public radio and television networks. He covered Vietnam for Channel 2, including going to Paris to cover the peace talks in the 1970s. And samples of his work then, through his time with Iowa Public Television, cover the full range of recent Iowa history. Over the centuries, this city, this country, have seen many wars been involved in most of the world's conflicts. So it's not surprising that again, in the Vietnam conflict, even though France is not directly involved, this city is. It's the site of the Vietnam peace talks. Governor Robert Ray now leaving the House of Representatives chamber on the way back to his office after having spoken about 28 minutes to the legislature. Actually, we timed him at 28 minutes and 15 seconds, interrupted by applause only twice. Dean Borg and Dick Trotter back again this year to tell you what's happening on those other matches. First of all, Dean Borg. Doug, I'm going to be looking at the 1A match first of all, and then as the heavier weights come on, I'm going to move to 2A. In 1A particularly, I'm going to be watching Pat Wilson of Shelby and Rod Decker of Winthrop. Iowa Press, a weekly news interview program for Sunday, April 22nd. Here is Dean Borg. Good afternoon. National elections, at least according to one political analyst, have entered the age of the primary. No small wonder, there are nearly 40 primaries now nationwide, a fact which has, over the course of the past three presidential elections, changed the entire course of presidential politics. Among caucus-goers, you still hear the reservations of perhaps a lack of experience in other things. That's a matter of resume. Either it's there or it's not. So how do you explain that? When Borg retires from the Iowa press table this month, he'll be replaced by a familiar face, David Yepsen, the longtime political reporter for the Des Moines Register, who was a regular panelist on Iowa Press. Yepsen has returned to Iowa after time directing the Paul Simon Public Policy Center at Southern Illinois University. We spoke last month as he prepared for his new role. To be sitting at the head of the table as Dean Borg has for some 40 years, it takes a certain type of person to be able to keep the conversation civil and to address this wide variety of topics that the show has always prided itself on presenting. 
you filled in in the past. You were a regular panelist while you were at the register. What qualities does Dean have that has allowed him to make the program so successful for so long? Well, first of all, he understands Iowa. Uh, I mean, he's been a journalist in this state for many years, as you point out. Uh, Iowa native. I think uh, I think he has a good feel for what people uh, on Main Street think about how they think, and I think that's important. Uh, Dean is also good about getting people to explain things. Uh, oftentimes, uh, talk shows can devolve into jargon and insider things, and Dean is uh, very good about uh, interrupting and saying, well, what does that mean? Or uh, tell us more about that. And I think those are the questions that a good moderator could help to flesh out and make sure that people understand. So I think those are a couple things that Dean has brought to the table, and that I hope we can continue. Iowa Watch Executive Director and Editor Lyle Muller visited with Dean Borg this week as he counts down the days to his final Iowa Press program next weekend. Do you have any idea how many interviews you conducted with Iowa Press? I have. I don't have a count. I, I, we do have the, the log on each show is logged as to a show number, but it didn't begin numbering at the correct time in 1971. So I'm really the only one who remembers that, yeah, Iowa Press began in 1971. A common question that would be asked at a time like this when you're reflecting on a career on a program would be about interviews that would stand out. Mm -hmm. And do any interviews in all of those years stand out, at least a collection of them? And if there is one big one, sure, we'd love to hear about it, but uh, any type of, of people who stood out for you? Well, yes, there were several incidents that stood out as to what was said on the program. Uh, yes, there probably are a few, but the the one that I remember started out uh, just sort of uh, different. That is, then-Senator Howard Baker of Tennessee, he was a presidential candidate at that time, coming through Iowa and testing the waters, and we had him on Iowa Press. Lyle, he brought along a camera, and he was a, a camera bug. So he wanted, before we could even roll the tape to start taping the program, the interview, he wanted to take pictures. And so he pointed the camera around the table and maybe spent maybe 15 minutes snapping photographs while we were sitting there waiting to start the program. And, of course, uh, we were eager to get going because this was a major distraction, a mental distraction for us. We wanted to began intensely questioning uh, Howard Baker. Uh, other things that, uh, that happened during the program stick out in my mind as uh, uh, the tipping over of water glasses and, and uh, uh, other people getting into a coughing spasm and having to leave the set and, and things like that. During a, during a program, that's, we call it live on tape. That is, we never stop an Iowa Press program uh, to say, well, that was, that is not really what we meant to say. It's, it's not edited. What is said, people see on the air. A lot of presidential candidates came through yes. on that program. Was that a must-stop for presidential candidates in Iowa? Well, that has changed, I believe, Lyle. Um, yes, originally... Uh, I believe Jimmy Carter really was introduced to Iowans in his presidential campaign when he came to uh, Iowa as a Georgia peanut farmer and then governor, but still not known by Iowans. 
And so, yes, there it became a program where candidates uh, or politicians who were looking to introduce their ideas, not necessarily presidential candidates, maybe state legislators, were eager to get on Iowa Press just for the, either the, the, to introduce the idea or for their own personal prestige. Uh, and, but that has changed. And in fact, I can look back at the most recent presidential um, campaign. We did not have now president-elect Donald Trump this year, nor did we have Hillary Clinton because they both uh, just declined our invitation, just never arranged for an interview on Iowa Press, an appearance in Iowa Press. That normally would occur during the caucus campaigns. That's when they want to get to the Iowa audience. But neither of them during the, that campaign, the leading up to the caucuses, elected to come on Iowa Press. Uh, Bernie Sanders did. Bernie Sanders was on at least uh, three times, I, I, and I recall. And I think that's just a difference in the way that uh, our campaigns now are being run. I would think that scheduling this past caucus season with so many Republican candidates, or going back to 2008, when there were a lot of Democrats and Republicans who were vying for that particular caucus, I would imagine that would be a scheduling nightmare, was it? It can be. It can be. Uh, but uh, we, we always we are fair in that if we have a particular candidate who has not been on yet, we make every attempt to get them on, even maybe to uh, double schedule and uh, tape two in a week or something like that in order to get them on when we do have an opening the following week. So we make an attempt. But uh, uh, yes, uh, it, it is a scheduling nightmare to make sure as many as are available to us because that is uh, uh, my mission, and I, I know the Iowa Public Television uh, mission in conducting Iowa Press is to better inform Iowans. And how better than to make sure that these people who are looking for their votes get on. Coming up, we'll learn how Borg got involved with the program and how it gets on the air each week. That's next as the Iowa Watch Connection continues. Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from the Iowa Insurance Division's Iowa Fraud Fighters Program. This statewide initiative educates Iowans on how to double-check before they invest and shield their savings from scammers. Thousands of Iowans have attended fraud fighter forums across the state to learn about new scams circulating in their area and how to stay a step ahead of fraudsters. Learn how to fight fraud and why it is important to report scams at iowafraudfighters.gov. The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa, while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org. 
Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. More of our conversation with veteran Iowa journalist Dean Borg in a moment, but first a reminder about something we shared with you last week. The Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, Iowa Watch, has a unique opportunity, but we need your help. The Knight Foundation has agreed to match donations made to Iowa Watch through January 19th, dollar for dollar. So literally, your $50 tax-deductible contribution is worth $100 to us as we strive to continue producing high-quality journalism in 2017. For more information on how you can help us reach our goal and double the impact of your contribution, go to iowawatch.org. Here again is the executive director and editor of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, Lyle Muller, speaking with Dean Borg, whose 45-year stint as host of the television program Iowa Press comes to a close next week. I want to shift to what interested you in this program back from the start and to continue doing the program. I didn't know about the program to begin with. Um, Iowa Public Television was not a statewide network when Iowa Press began. It was one station in Des Moines, KDIN, one transmitter. We only covered the Des Moines area. When I received a call from then the producer of um, public affairs at this station, this upstart station in Des Moines, Bob Bransell called and and said, we're starting a a program called Iowa Press, and I'm wondering if uh, you would consent to be on. He named the other journalists who are going to be on with me. Well, I had to talk with my news director about that. And you were at WMT at the time? Channel 2 in Cedar Rapids, the WMT stations at that time, radio, television, and uh, music. And so I drove to Des Moines for that first program. The first program was at the Des Moines Tech High School building at the corner of Fleur and Grand in downtown Des Moines. Uh, we didn't, there was no studio. I have a public television or the, the infancy of it, had no facilities. They were operating out of the Des Moines Public School building. We were in a second floor classroom for our first studio with cables running out the window into a truck parked in the parking lot below. And after that, we went to the Iowa State Fairgrounds in the next season and uh, taped our programs out there at the fairgrounds. And after that, evolved over to Iowa Public Television's first permanent building, which was the old Bell Aircraft Building on Bell Avenue in the, what you might say, the southwest portion of the Des Moines Business District, just on the way out to the airport between downtown Des Moines and the airport. Uh, the only problem was that is that there were railroad tracks just outside the building, and there were constantly trains switching and uh, making up their trains right outside the building, so there were a lot of banging of boxcars as the trains hooked up to each other. How much preparation did you put into that? Uh, it would take an awful lot of time. So for each program, walk us through the steps of preparing for that interview. Well, first of all, you select the guests and issue the invitation. Sometimes it's a problem because the guests don't agree until late in the week. And we, uh, uh, in the early parts of the program, uh, early days, we would uh, air the program on Sunday and also tape it on Sunday. And so uh, now it has evolved. So when we, we air Friday, we tape on Friday or a bit earlier than that. But... 
the leading the steps leading up you asked Lyle first of all it's getting the guests and once you've uh, achieved that you wouldn't have asked the guest in the first place if you didn't have an idea that this was a newsmaker either subject or personality uh, but so you've done a little bit of research already but then after that guest has agreed begin in-depth research so that you as a questioner or a panelist on Iowa Press, hopefully know maybe not as much as the guest, he or herself, but very near, because that's the way that you get, I believe, information from that guest, not just superficially, but guests uh, who can then speak in depth about things that Iowans didn't know until you asked it. The discussion leading up to the program itself. You see, and our viewers see, uh, uh, around the table questioning the guest. But it's really, really educational and insightful to sit in on the planning meeting with these journalists, some of whom I've just named, and to hear them strategize on topics we should be covering with whoever is going to be the guest and to uh, formulate the questions that will elicit not elicit a, um, a thoughtful answer and really provide information to the viewers rather than just a superficial uh, well would you have for breakfast this morning you know when you look back on all of those years what do you hope you brought to the table for Iowa as a journalist and on that television program I think, Lyle, uh, in answer to that question, uh, the, the, compliment that, the comment that I get, frequently get from viewers that compliments me the most is that we can't determine which side you're on. We can't determine whether you're Republican, Democrat, and, and I say, well, thank you very much. That's, that's an achievement for me then because I have attempted to provide information to you through the questions that I have asked and the comments I have made on Iowa Press and, uh, and not at all had a political bias. That's an achievement for me, and uh, when people make that comment, I just feel good about it. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Have I enjoyed the program? Yeah. Yes, I, I have. Uh, I can't say that um, it hasn't been a challenge uh, in some of the Iowa winters to make the schedule of uh, taping a program coming from, I live in eastern Iowa, um, just outside Cedar Rapids in a community of Mount Vernon. And so the roads haven't always cooperated in the winter, and I've, I've had some um, white-knuckle times on Interstate 80 going down. In fact, uh, um, Interstate 80 was just newly completed when that program began and uh, but uh, I I've had a collision or two uh, yeah, on icy roads and I've, I've picked up some stranded motorists uh, going and, and gotten them to safety and so uh, it, it, it's been an experience and I'll, I remember now I even took the bus the roads were so bad, I even went to Cedar Rapids and took a bus down uh, to uh, tape an Iowa Press program at one time. That's an amazing story. Do you, do you recall when that was? 
Oh, just maybe, uh, I mean, just roughly 20 years ago now. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I remember we were going Highway 30, and uh, the, the bus driver made some comments about drivers on the road at that time that I took to heart. I thought, here's a professional driver, and I'm getting some lessons in road safety and, and uh, from a real professional here. When you get a chance to watch Iowa Press for the first time as an audience member instead of someone who was deeply involved, do you have any thoughts about where you might be uh, on that, uh, what might be going through your mind at that time? I I am going to enjoy, I, I know I'm going to enjoy sitting back and listening to the questions, knowing the inside, if you will, of how those questions were developed. Uh, in a reporter's meeting, planning meeting ahead of time, and to, and to see the pattern and to see how the program moves along because the, one of the jobs of the host moderator is to know the question topics that you want to get in to that roughly 28 minutes that you have allotted in a half-hour program. The, the rest is introduction and close of the program. I, I don't move away from topics that are sensitive. If we've got a good discussion going, I decide on the spot that we're going to throw some of the later questions that were planned overboard <laughs> because we've gotten into a topic here that is a more in-depth depth discussion that we had originally planned. And likewise, we have finite time on this program. Dean Borg, thank you very much. Thank you, Lyle, for your interest. Iowa Watch Executive Director and Editor Lyle Muller with veteran Iowa journalist Dean Borg. The final Iowa Press program under his direction will be next week. Governor Terry Branstead is the scheduled guest. Dean Borg has a reputation among audiences and professionals as a great journalist. I can tell you from personal experience, he's an even better person. Congratulations and thanks, Dean, for your contributions to debate and public discourse in Iowa. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. And you can let us know your thoughts about this program or suggest ideas for future programs by email. The address is radio at iowawatch.org. I'm Jeff Stein. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch connection again next week. The Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online, iowawatch.org.